This message was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire, a contemporary Christian church in the north of England. Learn more at lifelanks.org. When somebody tells you where to look for something good, you look. That's what wisdom in the book of Proverbs tells us. Tells us where to look. God says, look here. And you're going to find something good. So let's make that connection. When God says, look, look here for something good, you're going to find it. And we do that in life, but let's connect that with Scripture and God and the Bible. Wonderful. Now, um, are you ready for a bit of an adventure this morning? I, I, I love it. Whenever, whenever I'm preaching, I always think it's an adventure. It's a, it's a journey into something really good and new. And who knows where it's going to be. And I apologize to Louise for the chaos that's going to ensue. And she's going to be trying to follow me on PowerPoint. And I'm going to be lost and everything. Sorry. Right. Moving on. So when we, when we look in the Bible and when we look in Proverbs, we find, we find what we're looking for. And God says, do this. We're on part 10 of this series, Wisdom. It's the final part today. It's my privilege to deliver this to you. So are you ready for this journey? Good. Okay, so the first scripture up. Let's have a quick look. Wisdom is the art of seeking revelation. Let me just say that again. Wisdom is the art of seeking revelation. I made that up myself. It's not, but it's, I did. It might be a quote somewhere, but I did make it up. That's quite good. Now tell them what it means. No idea. (laughs) Wisdom is the art of seeking revelation. If you want to know what God says, seek it, and it will be revealed to you. Here's a wonderful scripture. Proverbs 2. uh, Proverbs 25 verse 2. It says this. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search out a matter is the glory of kings. Now, what's really good in the message version, which is a contemporary paraphrase, it's great. It says, God loves to hide stuff. Scientists love to find it. Like that. That's good, isn't it? God loves to hide stuff. But the only reason God for us loves to hide stuff is because he says, seek it. I want you to put some effort into finding something fantastic. And when you've found it, you'll never let it go. You get something for free. You don't treat it as, as something that you've earned. You earn something, you hold on to it. You work for it, you hold on to it. You treasure it, you make it of more value. Let's look at some more scriptures. Proverbs twenty nine, eighteen: Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. But blessed are those who heed wisdom's instruction is a really simple fact. If you have no revelation from God about your life, then you've got no direction. You've got no sense of purpose. You've got no focus. You've got no boundaries. You haven't got the stuff that holds you safe, keeps you well. It says here, you know, revelation, where there's no revelation, people just do what they want. Where there's revelation comes purpose, comes meaning, comes destiny, comes hope. And in the end comes life in all its fullness. That's good, isn't it? So we're going for that this morning. Okay, let's have a look at another one. Proverbs 23, 12. Apply your heart to instruction and your ears to words of knowledge. It takes work. Apply yourself. Get stuck in. 
Do this thing. Connect with God. Good stuff. One more to look at. Proverbs 19.8. Those who get wisdom love their own lives. Those who cherish understanding will soon prosper. Those who gain wisdom, they get life. You get wisdom, you get life. You get connection. Do you know, do you work with people or you're around people and there's just some people who don't say a lot, but you know they're on the ball because they're listening all the time. They're learning. They don't mouth off. They don't kind of go for it. They listen. They learn. They reflect. And when they move, we should say, I'm going where they're going. Right there. Because they've got it. They're connecting to wisdom. Good stuff, isn't it? Okay. Let's get into this. Wisdom. Revelation from Scripture, first of all. Wisdom is revelation from Scripture. Uh, here's, here's where it comes from. Oh, I love Sherlock Holmes. You like Sherlock Holmes? My, my poor kids, I was thinking about this on holiday. Uh, Diane's going to, she'll, she'll tell you this is true. I, I, I said, right, I'm driving, going on holiday. I'm driving, so I'm, I'm listening to my audio books. So, so I've got my Sherlock Holmes on. <laughs> it's why, you know, it's only fair. It's only fair. Driving, I'm, it's my book. Hey, she's driving, it's classic FM. I'm driving, it's ACDC or audio books. A bit of a contrast there. Don't know how that works. Anyway, there we go. <laughs> Maybe not. But I'm sat in the car and almost like halfway through this journey, my little Evie, my youngest one, she pipes up and she says something like, I can't remember the exact quote, but it was, it was brilliant. She's something like, Dad, Dad. And I'm like, Charles, what, 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 what's up, what's up? She's going, what does elementary mean? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll not do that next time. Um, love Sher- I love Sherlock Holmes because I love mysteries. Uh, the people who work with me, Scott, my friend who works very close with me, he knows I love detectives, I love mysteries, because I like finding stuff out. Don't you? You like, you like it when you oh, I don't know what's going to happen. I need to figure this out. I want to, go, and I want to get to the end of it. I want to connect with something. And that's what wisdom is all about. And I like Sherlock Holmes. There's some brilliant Sherlock Holmes quotes. And this is one of them. I got. He says this. Uh, there's a scene, uh, if you've ever seen the BBC one, where, where Sherlock and, and Watson and Lestrade, who's a little bit slow, bless him, uh, stood around a dead body. And, uh, and, and Sher- <laughs> Lestrade says to him, any ideas? And he's going, I've got seven you know, I'm going around, I've got seven ideas, and they're looking at each other. What's he on about? And he turns to him and he says this, it's brilliant. He says, you see, but you do not observe. The distinction's clear. You're looking at the same thing as me, but you're not looking for what you need to be. You're not connecting with what you should be listening for. You're not grasping what you need to get hold of here. Look like I do. Look for what you should be looking for. Learn what you need to see. Then you know what you're looking at. And that's what Proverbs is about. That's what this connection is about. Wonderful. Okay, I'm just going to tell you a little bit of a story now. I'm not going to read this scripture to you because it's quite long. But it's from Luke 24, uh, verses 13 to 27. It's brilliant, this. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I was going to, I went, I went, fancy dress shops are not what they used to be, are they? So I just thought I'd say that because I, I, I would try, I, I realise it's a bit of a, yeah, it's a bit of a random statement. Point is, I was going to act this out, this bit here, as, as Sherlock Holmes. I thought, it'd be great, that will work this. I, you can't get a deer stalker anywhere. Not but some of these fancy dress shops, I'm just saying, don't go in. I'm telling you, they're not what they used to be. They're not a PG rating anymore. I'm like, whoa, I don't want that. I just want, came in for a deer stalker. Do you mind? But, um, <laughs> couldn't get one anywhere. So it was all good. 
So, uh, so you just got, you just got me this morning. I was shocked. You just got me this morning. I'm quite sensitive. Okay. So this story, this story is about it's about Jesus and two disciples. And what happens in this story from Luke 24 is that Jesus has been crucified and he's died, and the disciples are grieving. But there's something they've not done, and that's that they've observed, they've seen, but they've not observed. And the distinction's really clear. Jesus, throughout his whole life, has said, look for this. Make this connection. This scripture talks about me. But these guys, they've read these scriptures. They're like in their heads. But they've not, they've, they've seen it, but they've not observed it. They've read it, but not connected with it. And so they're walking. They're walking together on this road. And they're like, that's it now. It's all, it's ended. It's gone. Jesus is, and they're going, but he said this. And he did this. Jesus comes up beside them. It's absolutely brilliant, this. Just take a drink of water. Jesus comes up beside them. And he says this. It's great. What are you talking about, lads? Where have you been? Who are you and where have you been? This is what the disciples... I'm sorry, I'm trying to do the, the acting here. It's not working quite well. But you know, where have you been? Do you not know about Jesus? He was crucified. He died. He was our saviour. We thought, we thought he was the one. We thought he was going to bring it all together. But now it's all gone. And Jesus says, tell me about it. Great that, isn't it? Tell me about this. What's he doing here? Lads, start thinking. Get some connections going on up here. You just, your head's down. You're looking at the floor. You're not thinking. You're not thinking. You've not made this. I've, I've made this. Lads, tell me about it. Let's, let's get this out. And then let's figure this out. So Jesus, so they start telling Jesus, do you not know he was crucified? We thought he was the saviour. We thought he was the one. And, and now it's all gone to part and we don't know what we're going to do. And Jesus turns to them in the end and he says, you, you're slow to believe. My paraphrase, you see, but you didn't observe. You heard it, but you didn't make connections. I told you, but you didn't listen. And then Jesus walks with them and he says this. He says, let me tell you about it. Let me tell you what it looks like. And this is what it looks like. Jesus says this. He says, did you not read in Genesis about how the Messiah would be born from Abraham? Would come from Abraham's line. And then it was fulfilled in Matthew. I told you that. Jesus is making connections for them. Did you not know that I was born of a virgin? Did you not read that in scripture? Is it not there? It's in Isaiah. You've read this. What were you reading? Weren't you making any connections? Did you not know I'd be a descendant of Isaac and Jacob? Did you not read these connections, these scriptures? Did you not know that the Messiah will be born in Bethlehem? Lads, I was born in Bethlehem. Come on, let's make some connections. Jesus says, did you not know I had to be brought out of Egypt? When Jesus was a child, he was in Egypt to escape Herod and the massacre, and they brought him back. They, they knew this. Do you know how I know they knew this? Mary was in that group. She was the mother. Imagine those fire time stories. You didn't need telly then, did you? Oh, Mary, Mary, tell us about this. It's good stuff. It goes on, and Jesus, Jesus goes through all these prophecies, and finally, I won't read them all to you because that'd be laborious, and you'd be bored with me at the end of it. But at the end, number ten, it says Jesus um, that Jesus will live. This is what it says. Jesus says, "Listen, listen, lads. This is the ultimate prophecy, and you need to connect with this." Now, lift your head up. Let's look forward. Head down. Get your head up. So it says, this is the prophecy. Jesus will live a perfect life, die, 
by crucifixion, resurrected from the dead, ascend to heaven and sit at the right hand. And it's prophesied in Psalm 22, Psalm 16, Isaiah 53, Psalm 68, Psalm 110. It goes on, doesn't it? We're playing bingo by the end of it. Is that many in there? Acts, Acts 2.25. Acts 1. Jesus said, lads, you know these scriptures. What were you reading? Ask some questions. Get connected. Don't just read it and go, don't get that. Moving on. No. No, no. Read it and say, I don't get that. I'm finding out. It's much better, isn't it? Can I tell you a little story? It's a bit off, off, um, off set here. I, uh, I once thought about this. thought about John the Baptist. And uh, I thought, how did John, what baptism? Baptism is something we practice as a church. You know, we, we, we immerse people fully in water as a sign that they've accepted Jesus, they've become a Christian, they're going to follow him. And I just thought to myself one day, where did he get that from? If you just think about it, the New Testament teaches us, Paul kind of looks back and says, this is what baptism means. But John the Baptist, what was he looking at? You see, everything in Scripture is meaningful. It means something. And I'm like, I want to know what he did. What was he thinking? What happened to him? And I, I just suddenly, and I just felt a real impression on my heart. God said, find out. Figure it out. So I went back to Genesis. I thought, what about the birth of the world? How was the world created? This is amazing. A world was created from chaos, it says, which is water. It's covered in water. And God called the land out of the water. The water receded and the land came out. It was the birth of life. And John's making these connections saying, this life's coming out of this water. When, when, the, when the Israelites were in Egypt and God freed them, how did he do it? Through the water. And John's making these connections. Listen, life's coming out of this water. This is meaningful. Free, you know, slavery to freedom out of the water. This is really meaningful. This is powerful. So we've got life. We've got freedom. When they went into the promised land that God promised them, how did they go there? They had to cross through some water. So they went from, uh, from, from no destiny and no purpose to purpose and life through the water. And finally, you know, in, uh, Jesus makes this connection in John chapter 3. And he says, he says to Nicodemus, what happens when a child's born? Think about this. You know, the water breaks and everybody's running. The child's born through the water. John's making some amazing connections about this is meaningful. And, and this is why this act of immersing, immersing someone in water is going to be meaningful for everyone who wants. Isn't that cool? I read that for that's really cool. Don't, don't get me wrong. I don't get them often. It lasted me about 10 years, that. But, you know, I just thought, wow, that's just amazing. Because John the Baptist made some connections. He thought about what God said, and he didn't just pass over it. He thought about it. I'm getting some wisdom from this. Back to Sherlock Holmes. Here we go. Sherlock Holmes said this. The world is full of obvious things which nobody by any chance ever observes. How true is that? The world's full of obvious things that people miss every single day. Because they're not looking for them. And God says, Proverbs teaches us, look for them. Connect with them. Look for what nobody else is looking for. Look for God. So wisdom is revelation from nature. So first of all, we've got revelation from Scripture. Think about it. Reflect on it. Make some connections. Don't just read it and read over it. If it doesn't make sense, go for it. 
you've got an adventure there. How good is that? Make some connections. Do something good. It's wonderful. Okay. Now, I'll, I'll tell you this one because I, I don't want to... This is a long scripture as well. But in Matthew uh, 6, Jesus basically is teaching. And he, and he says this. He says, uh, he says, listen, you worry a lot, you lot. Well, I think I'm in that <laughs> It's true. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I understand. Jesus didn't talk like this. He used much better language than I do. But he said, you worry. Here, look at this. Look at the birds. Look at the birds in the air. Are they, do they, do they sow or reap? Do they worry about, do they worry about things? You know, I'll read it. So look at the birds of the air. Uh, they do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Jesus has made some connections here. Stop worrying and look around you. Look at the world. Look at what's going. God does this. And when you're liberated from worrying about stuff, you're liberated. Because you never, it just happened. You just, God just will provide. You know, it's, this is not a daft sort of, you know, do everything God says and you'll have everything you want. No, no, no. It's, it's much more valuable than that. Wisdom's much greater than that. Wisdom's much more beautiful than that. You know, wisdom changes everything, makes everything in life brilliant. Jesus said in the same scripture, look at the, fe- look at the flowers in the field. They dress better than Solomon. What are you worried about? So what? You've got an all in your pants. It don't matter. You'll get a new pair sometime, but seek wisdom. Get, get, get connected to something bigger and everything else will come along. There's a great flow of God in life where, where if we get connected to the things of God, everything else will, will flow with it. Jesus did this all the time, didn't he? Jesus did this all the time. You know, you, you read the life of Jesus, you see this all the time. Jesus sees what everybody else misses. Just sees it all the time. I won't digress. I was going to digress, but I won't. I'll just read this psalm to you. Louise will put it up for me because I like this psalm. Psalm 19, verses 1 to 4. I'm sure you're familiar with it. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the works of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, he has pitched a tent for the sun. I'll leave it there. God says, look around you. Creation speaks to your life. That's good, isn't it? Well, that's better than that. (laughs) It's really good. Creation speaks to our lives. And if we observe it, Proverbs is full of, of, of scripture that says, look at the ant. Look at this animal. Look at that. Look what they do. Make some connections here. You're safe. You know, live like that. Stop worrying and live like they do. Brilliant. Okay. Good stuff. Back to Sherlock. I'm liking my Sherlock this morning. It's all good. Okay. Sherlock said this. Nothing clears up a case so much as stating it to another person. Now, the third thing I want to look at is wisdom, is revelation through relationships. Okay? So, let's look at some Proverbs. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says this. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. 
Proverbs 12:15 says this. The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. Good stuff this, isn't it? You, you observe this every day in life. When people do this, they're the wise ones sat in the corner listening. When people don't do this, they're the ones who are mouthing off and going nowhere. That's life. You don't listen to people, you're going to end up in a mess. But you've got to listen to the right people. Come back to that. The way of fools, Proverbs 12, 15, the way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. The next one, Proverbs 15. Let's have a look at that. Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. And let's have a look at one last one. Proverbs 19. So Proverbs 19 verse 20 says this. Listen to advice and accept discipline. And at the end, you will be counted among the wise. Now, here's the, here's the key to all this. Revelation comes through scripture. Revelation comes through the world around us. God teaches us this. But revelation also comes through the right relationships with the right people. Look for people who are wise, who are godly, who make connections, who listen more than they speak, who want the best for everyone, who model the things of God, who live generously, who have no worries about themselves but care for others. Look for people like that. Look for people who, when they speak, you think, I want to listen to what you've got to say because you're teaching me something good. And when you find people like that, connect yourself to them. Listen to them. You know, the worst thing in the world is is people who are arrogant or ignorant because your life's going to fall apart if you hold on to them two things. They're just going to, you know, you're on a three-legged stool and somebody's sawing the other leg off. It's going. It's going nowhere. And I have time. I do not have time for people who are arrogant or ignorant because that is not the God I serve and he doesn't want me to model those things. What he wants me to model is a life of wisdom. Every, every day, yeah, at school, because I had difficulties, and I, I really did, uh, through, through no fault of my own, I had an illness, um, and I couldn't do the schooling I wanted to do. When I got older and I got a Bible, a first Bible came off, Jeff gave me a Bible, I consumed that Bible like nothing else. And then I discovered something. Reading's really good. Reading is brilliant. I go into the library and I'm, 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 it just breaks my heart that people don't take books out. It breaks my heart that when I'm looking around me, less and less people are using libraries. I know we learn different ways. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not just, when I say reading, some of us are listeners. We learn audio. Some of us are visual. But whatever you do, learn. Be people who learn. Because if you learn, it breaks down barriers for you. It opens your life up to new things. You stop being bigoted and ignorant and arrogant. You start being wise and kind and generous and understanding. Learn. Be people who connect and learn and understand. Make that part of your life. Make it a daily journey that you learn. Whatever way you learn, learn. And learn from good people, teaching you good things that are going to change your life. Good stuff, isn't it? Okay. So make some decisions about learning. Now, um, finally, Sherlock Holmes said, we're back again. 
He said this uh, in a story called The Man with a Twisted Lip. That intrigued me, that title. You've got to read that, haven't you? Man with a Twisted Lip. What's that about? Okay. It's brilliant. Love it. Okay. He said this, I confess that I have been blind as a mole, but it is better to learn wisdom late than never to learn it at all. It's better, better to get on this journey late than never at all. You know, and, and whatever, whatever the barriers are to us learning and growing, let's find some people who can help us do that. Let, let's find a Bible we can understand. Let's find a way of, of, you know, let's find a way of connecting, reading and learning. Let's get some help with that. Because if you make that effort, it'll change your life. It'll change everything. I, I place great value in the relationships I have. Because the relationships I have are with people that are, I feel, wiser than myself. Can give me good advice. And, uh, and I've shared this with Jeff many times. Uh, Jeff and I are friends. And, and we've, got, we've all got networks of people. But I stick with the wise, don't you? Stick with the wise. Stick with people who can teach you something, grow you, make, and, and get on the adventure. You know, God, God, every day, wants to say, look at this. Every single day of your life, God wants to open your life up to new things. If you're bored, you're missing it. If, if you're bored, you're not living. Because, because God says, it's all there for you. Learn some stuff. You know, you, you, honestly, it, wisdom from the Bible, from God, revelation when it comes, from nature and from other people turns life around. Now, let me share a, a personal story with you. I, um, I, I struggled uh, for, for a few years, um, for about two years, because... For, for personal reasons, um, I pastored a church, a wonderful church. I love them passionately. Uh, but for personal reasons, I had, to, I had to step away from that. It was the right thing to do. It was a very hard thing to do. And they supported me in that. Uh, and I got another job. And I've got, to, I've, got to, I've got to be honest with you this morning, because my mate Scott, who works with me, is here this morning. I said I won't embarrass him, but I've said his name about three times now. So that's not really work, mate. Sorry. Um, anyway. Um, I got, a, I got a job working with, with people in recovery, um, recovery from, from addictions of all types, and um, of which I myself, I, I wasn't uh, addicted to or anything like that, but I understood from personal experience some of the issues that those people went through. So I got this job. Now, it was a job as an employment consultant. Right, I'm rubbish at it. I'm, I'm just being honest, right? No, listen, listen me out. I'm rubbish at the bits I'm supposed to do. But I'm really good at the bits that help change people's lives. Now, I'm not, listen, I'm not bragging about myself. Don't, don't misunderstand me. What I know is I've learned loads of stuff that I can share with people that will help change their lives. And my mate Scott makes me look good on the other side. So they keep me employed. <laughs> so, so, so he like covers all the bases while I go off and do all this mad stuff. And we know it. We know it between us. It's an unsaid agreement. It usually costs me a kebab on a Friday afternoon. But the point is, I made a decision not to look at what I couldn't do, but to say, what, what have I got here? What, what, can I, what, what, what can I do here? And unfortunately, it started to pan out. 
And I thought, I can do something here. I've got something to bring. All this teaching and learning I've had for years. And now I lead these fantastic groups with people whose lives are being changed. Scott does the same. We work together. But I just want to tell you one little thing. I sat down about a week ago, um, just reflecting on this and thinking about two years of negative thinking about where was my life going. Are you with me for this? Because I want you to hear it. I sat down and... uh, and, and I, I, I was sort of, I'm having a bit of a, an off day, a bit grumpy. And I sat down and, and God just said to me, think. You just stop and you think. Now when I say God said to me, I don't have any, I just get it here. Somehow it's just something I feel. That's all I can explain it to. I don't know how it works. Just enough, God just said, think about this. Do you know what I discovered in that moment? God said, just, just think. About, you've been thinking, you have thought a lot about negative things think about this and I suddenly discovered this this is a miracle and I can tell you this because it's it it wasn't I didn't do it it just happened on me every person I'd spoken to that day to that day the people I work with the people who run third sector voluntary stuff in the community every one of them had either talked to me about God or a Christian or wanted to grow in God and God said don't miss it don't miss it you're supposed to be here right now. And believe me, I have bad days. Scott, I'll tell you, I have, I have some very rough days. But I'm, I'm where I'm meant to be because I decided to look at what can I do? Not what can I not do? What wisdom have I got to bring? Not what, can I, what, what, what am I going to fail in? What am I going to succeed in here? And ultimately, I decided what's going to actually change people's lives. What's going to actually transform me and them? And we're getting there. That's good, isn't it? That's great, that. But wisdom tells us to do that. Now, I just want to wrap up now, so we're coming to the very end of what we're doing. Um, we're we're going to move into to a new building, and that's fantastic, isn't it? You know, I, my heart knows how this journey's been because I, I, I connect, we talk, and I understand that. But I tell you this, that building, the purpose of that building, the purpose of it is God's wisdom, because God's bringing connections that we know nothing about, with communities we we don't yet know, with people who don't yet come, to come there. Get that. Get, Get that, because that's what it's for. And I have a little idea because I work in the community and, 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 and I see these things. I'm telling you now, wisdom tells me God's doing great things to make great connections. Pray about that, church. Get connected with that. I'm going to hand over to Jeff in a minute. I want this to be personal and corporate about the, the building as well. We need to respond, don't we? Don't we? Last, last one. In this series, it requires a response. Discover more about us at lifelanks.org and stay inspired by subscribing to the podcast via iTunes. Thanks for listening.